This episode is sponsored by Caddyshack Bistro, your favorite new watering hole. Located next to Crust Pizza Company on Spring Cypress and Champions Forest Drive in Spring, Texas. A place where dreams come true. The finest spirits, wine, and tasty food. It's where the locals go. Use code BEERNERD20 to get 20% off your next order. everybody to a special edition of three beers and a mic uh i guess we could call this an emergency podcast um because we want to discuss a movie that is some a movie you may have heard of um it's called everything everywhere all at once and we want to really talk about this movie so i know it's been out for a few weeks not everyone has seen it um, and we will give you our thoughts as we get into the podcast. We wanted to make this kind of a non-sort of Marvel podcast because we've been talking a lot of Marvel recently. Um, we'll have a little Marvel just just because we got some breaking news uh, that just dropped today from Disney. But uh, we really are here to focus on this movie, tell you our thoughts and whether or not you should go see it. And uh, let's get into it. Who do we have this week? Dwayne, say what's up. What's up? Bernie. What's up? Hello, hello. Um, and we're missing Adam. We miss you, buddy. We'll 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 catch you on the flippity flop. Uh, as always, um, Cross the Streams Media on all the socials. We've got their Instagram. We've got the Twitter. We've got the Facebook. Um, again, as I've said every week, <laughs> you can listen to a bunch of podcasts that we've combined with on a bunch of different topics, uh, spanning from you know, uh, specific type of movies from certain actors all the way to food and beverages. So uh, please join us and um, follow along with some of our favorites. What are we drinking? Dwayne, what do you have? I have some Japanese whiskey this week. First time having it. It's actually quite good. It's called the Cheetah. C-H-I-T-A. Very good though. What are you mixing it with? Nothing. I just my ice ball that already melted. Did you buy one of those expensive ice ball creator things? Mm-mm. Oh, I bought like a five dollar silicone thing off of fucking okay. Amazon. Yeah. Put water in. <laughs> yeah, <there laughs> was... those things are like seven hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, they're su- they're like copper and they have like a weight. They just shave it. They're like. Wah. They are yeah. cool though. They are awesome. Yeah, they are pretty cool. Uh, all right, Bernie, what do you got? I am drinking a bush light apple and as seen shot. on the Instagram. <laughs> as seen on our Instagram and Shock Top. Oh nice. Haven't had Shock Top for a while. It was part of Beer Pass Out. So is that a, lots of Shock Top. Is that a regular one? Belgian White. Ooh. I like Shock Top. I haven't had that in a while either. They went all in on advertising for Shock Top for like a year and a half and then they just stopped. <laughs> Yeah, might not be and, good for sales, but wow. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna buy some uh, this week. You you convinced me. I I really Drink like Blue that Moon. Beer. You'll like Shock Top. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, I'm on the same boat as Dwayne. I'm I'm a this is an emergency podcast, and I haven't really been drinking beer much anyway. Uh, I'm doing the uh, Maker's Mark and Coke, real Coke, not diet. How about that? Ooh, uh, fancy. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, I know. Well, we were at the farm and it was really loud in there. And the waitress asked me, she goes, you want Coke or diet? And I responded with, I was like, you know what? I'll take real Coke. It was delicious. I haven't had a real Coke in years. And so I bought a six pack of the bottles and I'm drinking. Dude, you haven't had real Coke in years? I diet, man. I mean, at least five years. Diet is gross. Go to McDonald's, get yourself a medium Coke. Even if you don't want to eat anything there. Coke is better at McDonald's. I can't figure out why. I agree. I've, but they all taste I've like if you that. go to Burger King, it doesn't it tastes different, but it has a distinct taste too. Like I don't know what There's it, no better Coke like, than McDonald's Coke. The ratio and of you syrup get, to carbonate. Gotta get regular Coke. None of that diet stuff. You gotta get regular Coke, okay. Rami, at McDonald's. All right. I pop through the drive-thru. Take 30 shot. seconds. Give me a Coke. I get okay. cravings for the McDonald's Cokes every once in a while. I know. They're so good. <laughs> yeah, but why does their Sprite like burn your eyes? <laughs> I've never had Sprite at McDonald's. Me neither. It's very strong. <laughs> it's very strong. I'll try the Coke. You guys try the Sprite. That's the, And then we'll talk about it next time. All right. But before we get into our little bit of Marvel news, uh, we have uh, our correspondent, Bernie, who got to attend a really awesome Comic-Con. Um, and he's here to discuss it, give all the highlights. He's been posting bunches of updates and pictures. And we really want to hear what he has to say about this really cool show. So take it away, dude. Yeah, so um, I was lucky enough to be accepted to cover uh, Fan Expo St. Louis for Cross the Streams Media and Three Beers and a Mic. Um, so I, I haven't been to a con in four years, maybe. Um, I went to one in St. Louis before I moved to Columbus. Um, but that one was in like a holiday Inn uh, conference room. It wasn't fan expo. I think it was called mighty con. Um, and then I went to Columbus's, which was wizard con, um, which fan expo, I guess, bought wizard con. So wizard world, Saint- yeah. Yeah, Wizard, whatever, Wizard World. Um, so that's what St. Louis is used to be called, but now it's called Fan Expo. Um, I think I it's the same Fan Expo that does the Dallas one, too. I think it's the same company. Probably. Probably. They I, they do cons all, all over the country and stuff. Um, so I don't know about you guys, but I'm a big panel person. Um, that's like my number one thing I want to do at a con. If I mean, if they have good celebrity guests doing the panels, um, and even you can find some really cool like side ones that you didn't think you would like, uh, but um, I saw the list of panels and man, Friday I did um, uh, Nolan North and Carl Weathers. Nolan North, by the way, amazing. He's such he's such a good. Uh, Who is he? Panel. He does Drake uh, from Uncharted? Yeah. Okay. And not only that. Yeah, go ahead. He does a he does a ton of work in Hollywood, either voice acting. He told this story how uh, the movie Click called him, and they said, "Hey, we have this um, scene at the end of the movie where Christopher Watkins is saying like goodbye to Adam Sandler, 
in between when we cut off filming him and when Sandler walks out, we can't we can't edit this piece without adding an extra line due to like frame rates or something. We need an extra line in here so we can edit around it. So they brought him in to do a Christopher Watkins impression to say something with Christopher Watkins off screen instead of bringing Watkins back in to do the to do the voice line. <laughs> oh my god! Which I thought was awesome. awesome. He he said he does that all the time for movies. That so is I great. thought that was really cool. He was also the voice of the of Deadpool in the video game. Yep. Yeah. Talked a lot about doing that. Um and then Saturday's panels were the small like Smallville. Um oh god, why can't I remember? A whole bunch of them. Um Billy West was Saturday. He does voices of uh, for Futurama, Ren and Stimpy, all sorts of cartoon stuff. Jane Silent Bob, was that Saturday? Um Clerks. I didn't do the Jay and Silent Bob one. That was a paid one. Um, that was later at night. Um, but man, they had they had big panels literally all day long. Like you, if if you were there to see panels from, so the doors opened at ten. First panels at eleven, and then panels went on till probably like six p.m. Every every hour, each panel was about forty five minutes, fifty minutes. Every hour it was a different big panel. It was freaking awesome. Shatner had a panel on Sunday. Um, Michael Rooker was, he was, he was <laughs> Ron Perlman. Rooker and Perlman were hilarious because, like, you can tell these guys do these cons all over the country, probably 30 cons a year. And, like, they don't give a shit. Yeah. Uh, Perlman was here last year. He, uh, People were asking questions, like all these like philosophical questions, like, "What made you decide you want to um, try out for this character?" And, and they'd just be like, "Money," <laughs> and that's it. They wouldn't say anything else. They'd just be like, "Money, need money." <laughs> Did Shatner talk about his stint on that ABC show, Boston Legal? No, Shatner. <laughs> Shatner... I, was just, I was curious because I really like that show. So I was just wondering. The man can work a crowd, but. He when he go, he just goes off and he rambles for ten minutes at a time. But that's what old people do. <laughs> I know. I he, mean, that's he, what they he, do. He was great, but he got to maybe three fan questions because okay. his answers were like fifteen minutes long. <laughs> um, yeah, I really like going to panels, and like this was a fantastic con for panels. Awesome. Uh, they only had like two comic booths, which kind of bummed me out, but I get it. You know what I mean? Like a lot of the crowds there for cons these days aren't there for comics. They're there for surprisingly um, Jerry, the PR guy I saw do an interview on the news. Anime was a big draw. The biggest panel crowd I saw, I didn't stay for the panel. I went to something else, but it was um, my hero Academy voice actors, the, the anime show packed house for that. Oh, my hero academia. Yeah, whatever that's called. Okay. Oh, that's I've got a huge following. Yeah, they had the the voice actors for that there, and sure, packed house, man. That's awesome. And um, so there was one panel I didn't get to that I really wanted to, but it was at the same time as Nolan North, called "The Psychology of Batman," where they had a professor of psychology wrote a book on um, the psychology behind. Like vigilant being a vigilante, like Batman and stuff, which I thought sounded really cool. 
but he hosted another panel that was called Ghosts of St. Louis. And man, this panel, it was this guy and his wife who were ghost hunters in St. Louis. And most of the time they ragged on like the, the shows on TV and how fake they are and stuff like uh, yeah, this never happens. But like, so they tell these stories like um, someone asked, like, what got you into ghost hunting? And he's like, I had this moment where uh, I, I came across something paranormal and it just like changed my life but I don't want to say what it was. <laughs> and his wife's like, I'll tell this story. And he's like, I'd rather you not. And she's like, no, let me tell the story. He's like, I'd rather you not. So I'm sitting there like, seriously? Wow. And then, so they move wow. on. And then he's like, uh, they're talking about different kinds of like ghosts that you can see and stuff. And he's, he said, uh, demo- there's demonic ghosts. He's like, I only ran across one of them. The chances of you running across one is like, like 1% or something like that. I had an experience with it and I never want to do it ever again. And someone was like, what's that like? And he's like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so like any remotely interesting story they could have, the guy's just like, I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> I'm sitting there like dying laughing. I'm like, what? Come on, man. Like, this is why this people is what are we're here. here for. I know. Like, what are you... you know, the real chances of you actually encountering a ghost not good zero the answer is zero because they don't exist they were just like naming places that i i guess a lot of people in the panel like who came to see the panel were into that kind of stuff because they were naming like places around st louis they'd be like oh yeah this building and i'm just sitting there I'm like i have no idea what you guys are talking about <laughs> um that's but cool they, it's still cool did, though yeah they did it um Inside the convention center, which is attached to um, where the Rams used to play. So okay. where the Rams played is where like the show floor was set up. And then the convention centers where all the panels and stuff were. Um, it was great. It was probably my f- second favorite con I've been to. No offense, but it's not going to beat out San Diego Comic Con. Yeah, I mean, that's always the ultimate. They have a good um, uh, artist alley? Yeah. Lots of artists. Um, the the original illustrator for Goosebumps was there. That was cool. pretty cool. Um, the guy who did all the covers for Marvel Zombies and Walking Dead and stuff, he was there. Yeah, he's usually a big draw. Um, Peter Tomasi did a bunch of DC books. Super, he wrote a bunch of Superman, Batman, Robin stuff. Um, he was there. Um, yeah, man, it was it was great. Lots of people selling pops. That's probably sure. like the number one stand I saw was pop people yeah it seems like those are not a a phase after all they're just getting more and more popular and um cosplay like i I had like no expectations for what people would dress up like there was some really good elaborate cosplay stuff here i was really impressed and then um go to our instagram account and look at my sunday coverage post for this and see the guys dressed up as force ghosts because that was like the coolest costume idea I think I've ever seen. Yeah, it was really cool. They have like this translucent, translucent like blue mesh. Yeah, yeah, they were purple. Bubbles, but I've seen it before. I have. I've never, I've never seen that before. I've never seen the guy who does it at Palooza every year too. I've he never looks, seen. He that. looks like uh, he looks like old Luke. He's got a beard and stuff. It's so simple too. It's yeah. like. 
it's so easy and simple and it looks great and it's funny too i was like laughing i was like oh my god that's so good yeah it is <laughs> so brilliant awesome um yeah so they already announced dates for next year um i believe it's june 23rd through the 25th um, a little later next year huh yeah a little later so fan expo st louis 2023 make sure if you're in the area to check that out because it's Maybe. a it's a really great con I might, I might fly up there and join you for that next year. I think yeah. that'd be fun because I owe you a trip. So that might be cool. All right. So thank you, Bernie, for that coverage. You did a great job. Loved all the photos. Loved all the uh, panel breakdowns. So that was great. Um, so before we get into uh, our main topic uh, of the week, we don't have a lot of topics to discuss. Like literally like three hours ago, they dropped the trailer for the new She-Hulk show on Disney+. Plus. And um, just going to get initial thoughts, what we thought of it, um, and uh, just just kind of wrap that up real quick because it, it kind of is breaking news. Um, so for anyone who doesn't know, Mark Ruffalo is going to be in this show as well. Um, they kind of showed a few clips of him. And this is going to be uh, centering around the character Jennifer Walters. Now, my question to you guys is that how is Jennifer related to the Hulk again? Because I don't remember. They're cousins. Or cousins, okay. He said, "Yeah, he said cousin in the he did? trailer." Yeah. All right, I missed that. All right, so they're cousins. All right, so um, you know, the trailer again was your basic sort of introductory trailer where um, you know, I mean, it looks like they're doing like the the origin, like she gets in an action and needs a blood transfusion. I'm guessing he gives her the blood transfusion, so and that's how she becomes She Hulk. That was my that was my guess as well. Because um, they did show a car go tumbling or whatever. Yeah, and it's a very simple way to bring her into the universe is that she needs Hulk's blood. Uh, she's got some sort of super rare type, and he's her family. He's a positive match, and then she gets the powers as well, and he tra- now has to try to train her to control them. Um, I I uh, I like the parts where it seems like. A very hefty section of this show, which is the way it's supposed to be, is going to be her trying to adjust to her life as the Hulk. Uh, there's, there's no flip-flopping back and forth. It's just, I'm the Hulk. I'm going to work. I'm going to be hanging out at restaurants. I'm going on dates. And uh, that w- I like that, um, which I know how she is. that's how she is in the comics. They, they did show her transforming a few times, though. Like, so I don't... I don't know what happens. <laughs> Maybe she tries to control it, but can't, or it's too difficult, or I don't know. Um, I'm sure they'll explain that. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, the CGI doesn't look the best. Uh, it looks awful. It looks yeah. absolutely terrible. It's not not the not the greatest. No, it's not. I mean, it could be early saying, renditions too. People people were saying no, that this is, and, this is how it looked like massive green screen and shitty CGI. Yeah, I don't think it's like people say that like when you get these trailers and the show comes out in like a month and a half. They're like, oh well they'll finish that in post production. I mean I mean I'm assuming post production takes a long time. It's not six weeks to clean up all these like special effects. And it's just, it's crazy to me because you have shows that are in the same Disney Mickey Mouse umbrella like The Mandalorian where I didn't know the entire season one wasn't shot on like actual location. locations 
And I didn't. It's the first behind the scenes episode. They've got this entire dome full of mirrors that just makes it look like sand. And I'm like, oh my god, I had no idea that wasn't on location. Why can't they do that for these shows? <laughs> you have the technology. Go into the mirror bubble house thingy. Do I do say that. they don't want to spend the money on She-Hulk and Moon Knight? Well, and... plus if they're filming <laughs> something else, then. You can only film one thing at a time in them. That's fair. Start building four or five domes. Skywalker so, Ranch. Yeah. So um, I usually go last with all these opinions. This one I'll go first. And and I want to say this real quick uh, because the trailer was fine. Um, I laughed at some of the jokes and it seems like it's got a kind of cool story. And the character seems interesting. So, I mean, I'm not going to hate on it. But I, I think I've I have a problem now. And I want to admit that at the beginning. Um, I'm 40 years old. And I believe I have seen the peak of my entertainment possibilities. I've reached the mountaintop. And everything after Moon Knight is just going to be worse. And I'm talking (laughs) Obi-Wan. I'm talking uh, uh, Ahsoka, Mandalorian Season 3. Whatever comes around that I'm super hyped about, I've been to the top. I've seen the summit. My life is middle-aged, and I can rest. So that's going to be my problem is trying to shake this feeling I have that everything else after that show is just going to be worse. And it's hard for me to get yeah, like all be worse. jazzed about it. Moon Knight's the best, so it's going to be worse. I mean, like, dude, when the Blade show comes out, I should be like, yes, Fucking blade, man. Let's get some R rating in here. Eh. It's I don't know. Be a movie, not a show. Oh, I, I thought it was a Disney Plus show. No, no, it's a movie. Oh, okay. Well, the movie or whatever. It just everything after this is just bleh. Okay, anyway, but go ahead. Uh what'd you think, Dwayne? I liked it. I mean, I think it's gonna be a fun show. It's not gonna take itself seriously, I don't think. It's it'll supposed be, to be a comedy. Be yeah, it'll be fun. It's fine, whatever. All right. Hard disagree. I think it looks stupid as shit. There you go. I think it looks like shit. I think it looks stupid as shit. I'm still gonna watch it, but now I know why they pushed it back. Just watching the trailer, I was like, oh yeah, this is why they moved Moon Knight up and She Hulk back. Now it makes sense. It doesn't. I just don't think. I'm not. I, I don't know. I don't think anything looked compelling. It, it, like a lot of these, uh, um, I mean, like a show like Loki, right? I mean, that had some gravitas, that had some meaning overall in, in the big universe. It doesn't mean all of these shows have to do that. You, like I said, you can attract new fans I don't care about that. by making it just in its own world and not trying to connect it to everything else. And we've talked about how Moon Knight did a really good job of that. But, you know, by bringing in Mark Ruffalo and, you know, you know making it kind of cheese ball-y and stuff like that. That's what we kind of thought we were worried a little bit about Hawkeye. Like when he's shooting 35 bows and arrows of all these different gadgets on the end of the tips. No, that was great. (laughs) All of that was awesome. You can, you can have cheese ball stuff and have it matter. Um, I don't know. I, I thought it looked okay. I think it will be the worst of the shows. It's still going to be decent. Like it's, it's Marvel, you know. They don't put out like absolute horrible stuff other than Eternals. 
So okay, in, I have faith in the Incredible Hulk. It's yeah. funny because uh, I went on a trip last week and uh, Eternals was playing on the plane, and I said, you know what, I'm I'm gonna give it another try. I got about 35 minutes into it and I turned it off. I said, nope, it's it's too big of a story. Still, still it sucks. shouldn't have been a movie. I, I gave it another opinion. try. I'm like, look, I'm sitting in the plane. I've got other options. I wanted to watch 22 Jump Street, but I was like, no, I'm going to give Eternals another try. And uh, no, 35 minutes, switched it to football. Football playoff reruns on ESPN Classic. That's what I switched it to. <laughs> so whatever. Um, all right, cool. So She-Hulk is a meh. You know, we'll see. But um yeah, let's get into some let's let's get into the reason why I said this is an emergency podcast. So we all kind of texted each other. Um, I actually went and saw this movie first, and I kind of just threw it out into the chat one day about three four weeks ago. I was like, man, I went you know this everything everywhere all at once movie, you know that every single blogger you talk to or listen to on YouTube is giving it ten out of ten. It's like I actually went and saw it. It was really good. And then Bernie went and saw it, and then Dwayne went and saw it, and and everyone kind of came together and said, "Yeah, we got to really talk about this. Um, let's let's we tried to have and an it's not cast. superhero related. Yeah, yeah. And plus, with Multiverse of Madness coming out, which we talked about last week, if you'd like to listen to that episode, we figured it'd be really kind of um, you know uh, cool to see different studios and different directors' takes on what a multiverse even means or what could it be. Right. First off, if you haven't seen the movie, yeah, I hate to do this, but stop listening. Sure, I agree. You need, you need to go into this movie completely blind. Yeah, as to what it's about, everything in it. I knew nothing about this movie when I went to see it, other than people online said it was great. Mm-hmm. I didn't read any reviews for it, like in-depth reviews. I just saw the scores and I was like, "Oh, this is supposed to be good." Bored on a weekend, I was like, "Hey, I'm going to go to the movie theater." I'll give this a shot. And that's how I recommend everyone go in blind to this movie. So and, turn off our show. Yeah. Stop, <laughs> stop listening to us. <laughs> and I don't think that like, uh, I mean, there were some people who maybe saw the trailer, right. Or you just, you know, you check your rotten tomato scores every week and you kind of see, Oh, this movie's at, you know, 98% or something ridiculous. Um, you know, very rarely do movies actually have something that high. Like Top Gun Maverick right now is kind of hovering around 96, um, which has been consistently, you know, that upper 90s area, which is pretty cool. That movie comes out next week. Yeah, but, you haven't um, even seen the first one. I'm going to watch it. I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm I'm going to watch it the day you before. You haven't seen the first one? No, we've discussed this. Oh, man. We, we, had a, we had a conversation about a year ago. You should do it on the movie app. That everybody has a movie that's just this big movie that everyone's seen except you. And I admitted that mine was Top Gun. I still have never seen it. I own it. I bought it. I'm watching it next week so that I can check that off my list. I had that on Laserdisc, baby. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not sure if it holds up. <laughs> well, I'm, I haven't seen it in forever. Yeah. I'm going into it just ready for some it's, 80s cheese. Yeah, it's very 80s. Yeah, I think the volleyball scene would hold up. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's a volleyball scene where there's a bunch of half-shirt guys in pink shorts playing volleyball. I'm, I'm down, man. I'm ready for it all. I'm, I'm excited. Um, 
Okay, so uh, here's what I initial ask. thoughts, and then get yeah. into and then kind of get into the story stuff. and how they talk about the multi. So we'll kind of do a non-spoiler review on what we thought about the film, how unique it was, kind of, and then we'll kind of get into spoilers on how they built this world and where the hell did all this stuff come from. Um, so, Dwayne, what what did you think of the movie? I liked it. Uh, I think it. I think it did start a little slow, but then once once it gets going, it it, it doesn't stop. Like, and the multiverses they come up with in this one is pretty fucking crazy. So, it it's incredible. <laughs> like some of them, I'm like, how do you even think of that? But <laughs> oh, I have no idea. It's but, uh, it's it's just. It's great. Yeah. It, yeah. It was, the, it was good. It was a fun movie. I love Kung Fu anyway. So, like, sure. It plays into all the stuff I like sci fi Kung Fu. Like, how can you go wrong? Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Sci- science fiction, multiverses, martial arts. You know, you've got story about families and coming together and depression and anxiety and. You know, uh, they even throw issues at you about uh, wanting to to, you know, reveal, uh, you know, your sexual orientation to your family and people being embarrassed of you. There's a lot of stuff in this film that they try to tackle and. uh, They do an excellent job on everything. (laughs) That's that's what I can say about this film is that everything that I watched from the beginning of the film until the very end was masterclass in movies, in experiences, in genres. I, I mean, it's, I, I can't wait to see it again. Uh, Cause I know there's stuff I missed, but I, but I know you, you, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like at the beginning, like I knew it was a multiverse thing, right? But at the beginning, I, I'm like, I didn't even know that. I knew absolutely nothing about this. Yeah, oh, I, I you had that. no idea it was about a multiverse? Oh, well, mm-hmm. hell, then you were super shocked. <laughs> so at the I beginning, I, I was just like, how are they going to get to a multiverse? Like, we're like a couple of parents in a fucking laundromat. Like, how are we going to get there? Like, so I was like, this you, is crazy. Did you think you were going into like a family drama? Um, about like divorce and and no, and I knew that I knew it was issues. some sort of like fighting movie, like kung fu ish kind of movie. That's yeah. all I knew about it. Okay, that's very interesting. So then you you okay? I saw the trailer, and so I knew it was. I didn't see a trailer for it or anything. Yeah, a multiverse film. Um, no, I, I see what you're saying, Dwayne. Um, you know, a movie like this that so seems so big and so grand to have that first kind of 25 ish minutes of just someone being audited by the IRS, you know, I, I can, this is supposed to be the spoiler free section. Okay, well, that's, that's, that's not a big of a spoiler. Oh, they're the audited. The oh no. Oh God. It's the point of the movie, isn't it? Yeah. But no, like Dwayne said, the characters, the world building, the ideas they came up with, some of the multiverses they traveled to, which we'll discuss just a class some of the best stuff I've seen in a decade. Um, top tier, top notch uh, filmmaking. This was an uh, independent yeah. film, right? It wasn't A twenty four. A twenty four is a studio. Yeah, it's and... going to pass um, uncut gems for 
biggest grossing A24 film. That's great. It deserves it. And I bet you it finds a huge market when it comes to digital and to home mm-hmm. home streaming. Yeah. I think this sure. week it comes to streaming. This week. I think you're right. Yep. Yeah. All right, Bernie, uh, non-spoiler. So I kind of want to non-spoiler my, my real thoughts on the movie. Okay. But F it. Um, when credits started rolling, I sat there and I said to myself, this is in the top three best movies I've ever seen. I have wow. number one, Pitch Perfect. This might be number two for me. You just lost all credit. Pitch perfect. Pitch, you don't understand. Pitch perfect was like if someone wrote a movie like for me, like Bernie, I'm writing this movie for you. I'm taking everything you love about everything and I'm making a movie. Here it is. Just for you. That's what pitch perfect is to me. Um This might be number two. What was and your then, number? What would be your number three? I think it's going to be a tie between Usual Suspects and Mean uh, Girls. Ugh. Can it be Usual Suspects, please? Because Mean Girls is so good too. That's another. Movie I that's like, like that movie, but me. it's not a top three film ever. Well, it's a perfect no. movie. I think it's a perfect movie. Not like Pitch Perfect. Pitch Perfect is. okay well but yeah credits rolled i was like this is one of the best movies i've ever seen like it blew me away um i agree with Dwayne. it does start off really really slowly and i just thought like but i think that adds to what happens absolutely it's completely intended to be that way um i just thought this is just like an indie film you know what i mean like this is what indie films are (laughs) They're slow, and then like maybe something will happen story-wise that I'll leave the theater. Go, oh, that's nice. This family figured it out, or whatever. Whew. <laughs> not at all what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the slow the slow start is one thousand percent on purpose, and then that's what makes the rest of the movie so crazy. Is because it just comes out of nowhere. Yeah, for sure. Because yeah. I, I I did not know of a multiverse. So when they started doing that shit, I was like, what is happening right now? <laughs> <laughs> this lady said the IRS doing taxes and all this shit's happening. Like, what the hell am I watching? That's awesome. I wish I had gone in like that. That's really cool. That's what I, that's, that's, I, I can tell you one experience where that happened to me was the Matrix. I, I had no idea any of that was going on. Now, again, that was 1999. You know, I didn't even have a computer at home that could log into AOL let alone know about the entire matrix universe. So that movie for me was like what you experienced, but in a different time right now, everything's spoiled all the always, but the matrix, I had no clue. I just, I thought it was kind of like a, just a Kung Fu movie, uh, but no, it wasn't. So no. Okay. So I think, I, I think spoilers. Yeah. Let's talk about some spoilers because I think we all really like the film. Um, and uh, first spoiler, Hot dog hands. Oh yeah. <laughs> like who the fuck thinks of that? That well, seems first, to be Rami, the thing that you, people kind of focus on is the hot dog fingers. Do your yeah. best to describe what you feel like the plot of this movie is. 
Yeah, so I was actually thinking about that today, and I, I didn't watch any summary videos or any sort of breakdowns. I just thought about what I watched in the movie and what I thought it was about. So you have um, decisions. It ultimately make... is a family story. Yeah, but basically in this world, and this they kind of explain this in Loki, right, where every decision you make no matter how minute it is, I'm going to pick up a toothpick I just dropped on the street, can lead you on a different tangent into a completely different world. It doesn't have yeah, to be major. it splits you into two. Every decision splits, you, splits you into two paths, basically. I'm going to you... walk downstairs instead of upstairs. I'm going to go to sleep at 8.30 instead of 8.32, right? Any decision you make splits you into a multiple, multiple paths and can, can completely put your life in a different trajectory. Um. And and Loki kind of explained that a little bit, but this takes it to infinite levels. So you have all these different multiverses, which which eventually led to a universe called the Alphaverse, which was the first universe that figured out how to go communicate with other versions of yourself. And in the Alphaverse, you have this Evelyn character, who's the main woman, who's married to her husband, Wayland. And they have a daughter named Joy. And in the Alphaverse universe, where they found out you can communicate with other versions of yourself, they were really experimenting on Joy a lot, trying to see how many universes she could connect to. And what ended up happening through all those exp- jumped they to. Jump, yeah. They jump into their, their body. Yeah, they and they their jump body. into the body. And yeah. then you pick up the skills that that person knows. So if that person... Correct. Did military training when once you jump into them you learn all of their military training and stuff instantly correct and through these experimentations with joy it kind of fractured her mind and she was broken and started experiencing every multiverse all at the same time with all of her personalities in one sort of body that renamed itself jobu but and and she could manipulate those multiverses. Correct. Correct. So she became this like sort of spiritual like she has followers now so so there's there's a there's a group behind her that godlike her as the ultimate being. She is the multiverse queen, right? In 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 this little teenager looking body. Well, um it 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 turns out that these people in the Alphaverse are trying to stop Jobu because she has created something Jobu Tabaki, isn't that a... That sounds correct. She has right. created something called like well they're calling it a black hole that's supposed to like put an end to basically all life in existence, but she calls it the everything bagel where <laughs> ev- everything in the universe whether it's a dog, a cat, a baby sleeping, grass, poop, is everything that she's collected through all of her travels and everything she has in her mind, she's put into this black hole called an everything bagel. Yeah, it's like meaningless like pit. It's pit. It's a pit of nothing. It's a pit of everything. But it is a bagel. But it is a bagel. (laughs) But it is also a bagel. (laughs) And and everyone assumes who's trying to stop her is that this is like some sort of doomsday device where if it gets activated everything gets sucked into the everything bagel and just ceases to exist. But as the movie goes on, you realize that that's not really why it was created. Yeah, she created this everything bagel, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, to kill herself. 
um, because that was the only way that she was going to stop the suffering that she was in. Having all of these different personalities and minds and voices in your head and trying to do but all I of I think she also time. needed to kill her mother, right? So it wouldn't happen again? I, I, I didn't get the sense that she was trying to kill her mom. I thought she was trying to get the sense that she was traveling to all these universes trying to find a mom who could love her for who she was. Um, or seeing if that still existed. That, that's kind of what I got. And every universe she went to where her mom still didn't approve of her uh, sex life or her friends or you know the, the, her, her education, it just made her more angry. And she's like, I'm never going to find this, this, this mom who just loves me for me. And yeah, so my mom hates me in infinite. She hates me in universes. infinite universes. She hates me in infinite time. So why the hell am I even ex existing? I'm just going to kill myself. That's fantastic writing. Unbelievable. So such, such a great story arc. Um, and so, you know, and then as the movie progresses, the mom starts to learn, especially in the second act, she starts to learn that um, no matter how many multiverses she travels to, um, her life could have turned out different. She could be a famous movie star which is where we spend a lot of our time. She could, she could learn Bruce Lee's level of karate. She could be a famous chef. She could love a lesbian lover in Jamie Lee Curtis with hot dog fingers. She could be a rock in a desert. On top of a hill. On top of a hill. Just in peace, right? You could, you could do all of these things, but if you don't have a family that backs you up, you don't appreciate the time that you have with your loved ones. You're always searching for something else that's better or trying to replay your life in your head or trying to do something different. Or if I could go back in time, I wouldn't have married you. I wouldn't have moved to the United States. I should have listened to my dad. I shouldn't have had kids. Whatever the case may be, you, you make those choices for a reason and you should be happy with your decisions and, and be peace with the time that you have with the people who love you. It's a very simple sort of gesture, which is why her husband, Wayland, was always trying to be happy. Uh, he actually made up divorce papers that he was trying to hand to her at the beginning of the film because he saw from a friend that in order to save their marriage, they made divorce papers. And when the husband presented them to the wife, it actually made her appreciate the marriage more. And so even though he loves his wife, he loves his family. He loves the little life he's created for himself. He was going to offer up his wife divorce papers, hoping they could talk and maybe yeah, save. She, she was, she was so disconnected to him and pretty much everything other than the laundromat that they ran. Yeah. Um, in the IRS. Yeah. In the IRS. Well, because she, they're being audited because she keeps every hobby she has. She writes off as business expenses, yeah. Like yeah. karaoke and all yeah. this stuff. So they're being audited, but, What's interesting is the Evelyn that we see is picked to be like the one, like the Nia is the one, because yes. she's the Evelyn that doesn't have like anything in her life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like all the other Evelyns are accomplished. She's like a movie star in one universe and stuff. This one is like a blank slate, if that makes sense. Like. She's not but, accomplished. But the way that they described that I thought was fascinating because um, you're right. These Alphaverse people are trying to go through all these multiverses, trying to find an Evelyn who can conquer Jobu. 
they decided to pick the one, and I think this was a direct quote from the film, who's made every wrong decision ever. <laughs> yeah. She She's has like the made, least remarkable of, of all yeah, everyone's. Every decision that included picking up a toothpick, throwing it in the trash, eating this lettuce, uh, or going to the bathroom at a certain time, you've made every wrong decision you could possibly make. And that's who we're going to pick. <laughs> because we mm. think you will be strong enough to defeat Jobu because you've had such a hardened life and you're so miserable. Well, I think it's also you're going to see what you could have been and yeah. realize like, also oh, that. shit. Yeah. <laughs> I fucked also, up. <laughs> also that. But yeah. did she fuck up? That's the thing about the film. Did she mess up? Is her life yes. really that horrible or does she just not appreciate the things she that has. she did have. And she, she's, right? she fucked up by not appreciating what she had. I exactly. Think the moral exactly. of the story. Yeah. She's even like just something as simple as her being a movie star and being such that at the high point of your life. And then she sees her husband in that universe. They're not married. They're not together. They were never a couple. They broke up long ago and she became super famous. She got to see him in a different light as a successful business entrepreneur who just was there and said, Hey, I've always loved you. I always wanted us to be together. And, you know, she just saw it from a different angle. She's like, this is the guy I have at home. But that was just, the, uh, you left and I, she stayed, right? She didn't leave with them. She stayed behind. She stayed with her dad instead stayed of with her with dad. Him, yeah. Correct. Now, see, yes. What, what I loved about that part of the movie is so she's, she's aware of, her original world self, all right? So she's yes. this big movie star in this world. Yes. She sees Wayman, um, who she's not married to, and she tells him, like, you know, like, in this other world, we're married, but we don't have this lifestyle. You know, we're poor, we own a laundromat, and we're in trouble with the IRS. Yeah. All we do is do taxes. Yeah. And Wayman says to her um, something along the lines of, like, if I'm with you, I'd do taxes with you in any universe or something like that. Yeah. Showing that like he doesn't need all that other stuff. He just wants to be with her and he appreciates her. And that like moment where she's like, Oh my God, like I am an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Because I have the man who will love me no matter what, who wants to his like his idea of like being happy is just to be with me and doing taxes, which is like the most horrible thing ever to do. Like the boringest thing you could possibly do, taxes. And he says, you know, I, I do taxes with you any day in any world. Yeah. Okay. And Real quick, is it just me or does he still sound like Data? Like, like his voice hasn't changed that much. I'm like, he, he still sounds like Data from Goonies. He, well, I mean, uh, but Dwayne, when you see him, do you see him as Data or do you see him as Short Round? Data. Okay, oh my God, that, that's Short Round? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> that's Short Round, baby. <laughs> Blew your mind. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh my I God. In another round. universe, he was with <laughs> Indiana Jones. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I did not know that was short round. That is awesome. Yeah. He took a long break from acting. He talks about it in the interviews when he was doing oh, he's great. Of film. He, oh, yeah. He goes, they had to convince me to come back. I, and I didn't even knew he did like martial arts shit. Like, I don't know if oh, he learned that for the movie or if he studied it. Dude, that, that fanny life. pack scene. He, he practiced fanny pack fighting. <laughs> oh my God. That dude, was the fighting just, in this movie is insane. It's just wonderful. 
Um, we should talk about how they jump from person yeah, to person. Yeah, that is crazy, pretty, right? It's it's <laughs> so, really important. Let me ask this. So how they jump is they have to perform a particular task, such as, for example, it could be something as simple as putting your left shoe on your right foot or your right shoe on your left foot, right? Or it could yeah, be... You have to do as, something that would be closely related to whatever world you're trying to jump to. Yeah. I think or, is how they kind of described it. And the way that I kind of saw it was that the more complicated that ta- like one of the things i think wasn't it you had to break your own arm or you had to tell someone that you hate that you love them and 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 if you yeah, she had conquer, to tell the irs lady that she loved her yeah if you conquer that ultimate task then the the body you jump into is like more powerful or you learn you you get to you get to experience i think, more. I think the person think jumping just... is more powerful because you're gaining the skills of whoever you jump into okay right. yes um, but of course, some of the tasks were harder. It was there was one where you had to kind of slice the webbing of your fingers with paper cuts, right? Mm-hmm. Or you like like I said, you had to break your own arm, wear your shoes backwards, or whatever the case may be. It was just something. Shove weird. a trophy up your ass. Oh <laughs> my gosh, my theater was dying during <laughs> that. That dude scene. just comes running in and he's just like, yeah, he just like. <laughs> Off the top rope, just jumps. <laughs> and like Dwayne was saying in his non-spoiler review, how do you even come up with that? Who who says that in a writing room? I don't know, man. Just jump, jump on a trophy with your bare ass and fight like that. Like, and, yeah, and it's like, sticking yes, out of him as he's fighting still. Yeah. And then, then all in, like they pull it out, and he's like, back. He's like, what? What the fuck's going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's just great. Yeah, so that's kind of how you can jump from, you know, all of these different sort of bodies. And and this is just to bring yeah, up multi. Wasn't wasn't somebody like I don't know, just like put lotion in your eyes, do something weird, like just do something. I'll tell you guys. No, that I I, I agree. Um, I I'll tell you one thing that I told Bernie because we didn't talk about this movie much. We did say one thing, and we both agreed on it as soon as I texted him. I was like, dude. Multiverse of Madness is not going to be this good. And we screwed ourselves. No. <laughs> and, and he was like, yep, it's not going to. There's nothing that Doctor Strange 2 can do that can be better than what we just witnessed on screen. And it's 100% fact. Um, we, we One of our criticisms of Doctor Strange 2 was that they went to like maybe like three universes, like two, two and a half. Dude, this one had hot dog finger universe. <laughs> In rock, universe. in rock universe, it's and really, it's really, like, s- it's sad. It it made you literally go through every human emotion while watching this movie. Yeah. You're dying laughing at the, the the um the King and I or whatever that movie was that they were watching on the, the yeah. TV. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's like their version of the King and I or whatever with the hot dog fingers, <laughs> and they're like shoving it in each other's mouths. <laughs> And they bite it, and then, like, like mustard's, like, squirting on them. Oh, my God. Like, you're, like, dying laughing at that. Like, what the fuck? And then you're, like, crying because this guy's, like, telling his wife that, like, I just want to be with you and do taxes. Yeah. And then you're, oh, my, it's, and then you're, like, oh, my God, that fanny pack fight scene, that was fucking badass, man. It's, like, you're just, like, this roller coaster of this whole movie of just literally every emotion you could possibly feel. Oh, he had to, he had to eat the chapstick right is that what it was yeah oh yeah, yeah. 
That's when we, I think that's when you learned, right? Like you, you saw her do her shoe thing, but you're like, what the fuck is this? But then he yeah. kind of explains like, you got to do, this is what you have to do to get another skill. <laughs> yeah. It, I don't know. It's weird. Ultimately, the movie's just like, everything's meaningless, <laughs> right? It's kind of the, everything's meaningless, but that makes every moment meaningful. Well, yeah, basically. You know what I mean? What, what I, what I, what I thought of at the end of the film is that Evelyn realized that no matter what universe she's in, whether she has all the money in the world or is broke, um, she she's, is content now knowing that her her daughter loves her, her husband is there for her, and that she is going to enjoy the moments that she has, whether she's rich, poor, sideways, you know, famous. Not yeah, famous, but she whatever. she learns to. From what I gathered, what I took away from it, she learned that lesson as her and Joy are fucking rocks looking over like the Grand Canyon. Yeah. yeah. Wow. You know, right? Absolutely. Where they kind of realize, like, you know, like. <laughs> and then she starts getting close to her. Yeah. Her. Yeah. That was so <laughs> awesome. And it's just like everything. Just rolls down the hill. Ugh. Like, everything's just meaningless <laughs> in the world. But, like,. Because Except of that, for... all things and moments are meaningful. You know what I mean? Like, like it's meaningless. So just be with the ones you care about, and then those moments well, are. I think it's meaningless in the sense of like everything There's else no doesn't matter, but yeah. what you have matters. Like, yes, exactly. You know. Yeah, being around the ones you love and care for is what brings meaning. Right. I guess. And yeah. they learn that by being nothing rocks <laughs> um, <laughs> overlooking uh, the Grand Canyon. And they said that we'll both sit here for eternity. They won't do yeah. any more universe jumping. They'll just sit there as rocks. That was <laughs> this really um, insane. Anyone who hasn't seen this movie listening to this is like, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> but you... I, I do have to say, uh, you know, towards the end, the big scene where she's singing the karaoke and she's kind of like realizing everything they were jumping so fast between the worlds i was like which one are we in like because there was kind of two laundry room people and one mm-hmm. was like fighting and one was like understanding <laughs> and then you jump it back and forth i was like what where the fuck am i who which one is this is this mm-hmm. still the same one in every universe or is these different ones realizing at the same time and I love I love the scene, and I was hoping that was going to happen. Is that, you know, uh, they were so worried about what Gong Gong was going to say about Joy having, you know, a lesbian the partner, the grandpa, the Gong Gong, yeah. And and when he found out that they were a couple, like, there was a scene where he was like happily he interacting. Care. He didn't care. He they were having fun, talking at the party, and I just I just thought that was great. I was like, I I bet he's going to be super accepting of her and he was and that just made me smile so much Um, that was like yeah part of her mom's whole problem the original evelyn the whole problem was Was... her embarrassment of her daughter's relationship and trying to hide it from her dad Mm -hmm. who she's always trying to impress like she was also the finances from and stuff yeah but yeah she was embarrassed of herself too and didn't want to show her dad that failing laundromats failing they're being audited they don't have money all that stuff yeah um yeah and and so it it's it's one of those movies that uh 
you know, dude. Uh, speaking of the laundry man, sorry. No, the, you're fine. The, the 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 girl that came in to get her laundry later on is fighting with the dog. Jenny Slate, is that, isn't that her name? <laughs> she's using the dog on a leash. Yeah. Oh yeah. Around. Oh my gosh. Chris Evans' ex-wife. Yeah. America's is, ex-wife. That's right. Um. Like I said, at the heart of the movie, it's a simple story about loving your family, being in the moment, not thinking too far ahead, staying, you know, uh, and they actually said this in a lot of other interviews that they had when they were doing press for this film is that it's a, it's kind of their take on social media is that everyone, when you're at home, everyone's always on their phones um, or on the internet or doing something else instead of just being there, having a dinner together and just talking about your day. He goes, nobody ever does that anymore. He goes, if you're anything like my family, all my kids eat upstairs in separate rooms, right? So, um, you know, it's a simple sort of dynamic about loving your family, loving your spouse, loving your kids, being accepting, but in this crazy multiverse sort of action kung fu style film, which is, it's, 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 a, it's, it's, it's really a perfect movie. I, I think Bernie's right. I don't it's, have it's any chaos. The whole, the whole yeah. movie is chaos. I got nothing, man. I hated nothing. I hated, I hated nothing. nothing about this movie. No, it, yeah. and it, and it is weird because it's, it's an easy story to follow. But it's still like fucking crazy, and you don't know what's going on. Complicated, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm describing it. Like the the basic story is easy to follow, but there's so much other shit happening. You're like, where are we going with this? No, I mean, I like I said, I watched it once. I've seen two or three reviews, but I've I've not watched any breakdowns, and this is just what I remembered from the film, and I think we got most of it. So, um, yeah, it was just just please go watch it, please. Yes. Bernie, tell me, tell me what you told me. You gave me a really cool quote about how this made you feel about movies in general. Uh, this just gave me like lifeblood and hope for movies because everything coming out is superhero or reboots of shit from the eighties or remakes or Avatar but Seven. It's, it's also crazy that this is yeah, like we have Doctor Strange. We have this. We have Flash. Like, there's a lot of. We had Loki. There's a lot of multiverse shit happening right now. Yeah, but like, and to stand out is pretty crazy. Watching watching this just made me excited for movies. It gave me hope, especially seeing how successful this one is. I mean, it's not billion dollars successful, but like studios invest in stuff like this, please. Yeah. It's very. It's important. It's an original it's story. Important. It's important for the movie. Has a industry. story. Like there's a story in here. Like you know what I mean. It's not just bullshit happening. Like it's not just kung fu shit happening. Like there's an actual and, meaning behind you know, it. Maybe if I saw this ten years ago, it, it maybe it wouldn't be in my top three. But now I just feel like I'm just so inundated with the same fucking shit over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. I mean. I'm choosing to go see those movies over again. So I'm adding to the machine that keeps rolling of producing the same shit because people keep paying for the same shit. You know, it's just this, this cog never ending cog. Um, but yeah, this, this is why I love movies. This movie is why I love movies. This experience. So I was at work and I was, you know, a couple of the guys were always like, Hey, have you watched this? Or have you seen this? Are you watching this? So we can talk about it. And I, I brought this up and somebody's like, I've never, what is, I've never heard of that. I'm like, 
it's good. Just go watch it. And like he came back like ten minutes later. He's like, I just watched the trailer. I didn't even know this existed. I'm gonna go watch it right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> seriously, go watch it. Go watch it in theaters if you can. I know it's coming out to streaming this week, and, but and honestly, like support it's, this it's, movie in theaters. It's a pretty all star cast, honestly. Yeah, it is. You know, Jamie Lee Curtis is incredible in this movie. You, you know, it took me forever to figure out that that's who it was. Like, I'm like, really? The wig and the the fat, just, yeah, it all just like threw mm-hmm. me off. I'm like, I know that face. <laughs> oh, I thought she was great. She was so unlikable. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah but then she was very likable in the uh hot dog in the hot dog world <laughs> dude in that scene for the hot dog where they show like how the evolution of the hot dog hand happened like they killed the the monkeys with the regular mm-hmm. <laughs> i just like when they're like kissing and like you see the little hot dog fingers <laughs> on the faces like as they're trying to like grab each other's faces <laughs> Like, how do you come up with that shit? Honestly, I have no idea. It was great. I yeah, I have, again, I don't know. That's why I'm not a writer and I'm not an idea creator. Those guys in that room who created that world, someone had to have thrown it out at some point. Hey, man, what if we do like a hot dog finger world? <laughs> it's what like, do you mean? Because well, everyone just has like hot dog fingers. It's so deep. Like the whole <laughs> the whole movie, the meaning behind the movie, everything is like so beautiful and deep. Yeah. And as you're watching a lot of ri- ridiculousness. As, as you're watching a dude jump with his pants down to stick a fucking trophy up his ass. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> and the fact that they made that all work so well, so seamlessly together. It's it's it, like it's just even, an insane. Even feat. like we brought up like the everything bagel. Like who's like like where they having breakfast that morning, they're like, "Oh, this this is perfect." Yeah, <laughs> but it makes total sense yeah. too. The way she described yeah. it, it's like this is a black hole where I'm just putting everything because nothing matters. So it's an everything bagel. Yeah, <laughs> genius. That, that's so smart. Um, I, I was thinking while you guys were talking about the last movie I saw in the theater that gave me this type of reaction, where I was like, "Man, this is just something I." I haven't seen before and I'm, I'm mesmerized by what I'm watching on the screen and Dwayne's going to roll his eyes back and be like, that movie sucks. Um, but that, for that me, it was, it was drive. Um, <sighs> yeah, I know. I'm fascinated by that film. I watch it at least what? once a year and I don't and- get it. I watched it to see what the, everyone was hyped about and I, I don't understand it's it. So That's boring. okay. It's not it's boring. It's so boring. Because I went in thinking that it was going to be a movie like, not like Fast and Furious, but I thought it was going to be more like Gone in 60 Seconds, right? With Nicolas Cage and Angelina Jolie. And it wasn't that at all. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. There's a reason that Drive has such a, a cult following. Again, this is for me. All right. If you guys have another example, please let me know. But that's the last movie I watched in the theater. Uh, Not that I haven't enjoyed stuff after that, where I was like, this. I am fascinated by what I'm watching, and I and I left that um, movie, and it's like that's going to be my Halloween costume this year. Um, that was mine. Do you guys have one that is an example where you were just watching? You're like, this is this honestly is uh, uh, what a burning changing top my, three yeah. is. Uh, usual Suspects was that. 
I didn't watch that forever. Like, but and everybody I didn't kept either. fucking talking about it and talking about. It. Mm-hmm. And I don't like mob movies. I'm like, nah, I don't think so. But I heard enough about it. I'm like, all right, let me watch it. And I knew nothing about it. I, I knew nothing it about mob, it either. I thought it was a mob movie. That's. I first watched that movie when I was like 24 years old. And just like I, it was just on like a streaming thing, and I was just like bored. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I hear this movie is really great. Let me watch it, and it fucking blew my mind. Absolutely great blew film. my mind. I feel like I watched something really, really good lately. That like blew me away. Sonic not, two, not to this. <laughs> yeah, Sonic two. <laughs> yeah, right. It was Sonic two. Um, not in theaters though, but just. At home on the TV. I don't remember what it was, but nothing like this. I mean, I can't even tell you the last time I left the movie theater feeling like this. Uh, Pitch Perfect, probably. Oh, God. Yeah, I mean... Listen, uh, I don't care. I don't care what you think. That's okay. Dude, you're allowed your opinion. It's fine. Um, I mean, I've seen Pitch Perfect. It's not a bad movie. It's just not in my top but it's 400. The, it's my favorite because it's made for me. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. It's, I am the number one target for that movie. So I just bought, it's funny, I just bought this movie last week. I haven't watched it yet. But I think if you ask this question to a lot of people, um, not a lot of people, but some people, they may say that movie for them is a film I've heard about since, God, I was in my early 30s. Requiem for a Dream. Never seen it. Don't know anything about it. Don't know what it's about. Never seen it. I'm assuming it's about drugs. Um, but I find I was gonna say dreams. I think it's about like people getting high and going to other worlds in their sort of hallucinations. That's what I always thought the movie was about, but I can't confirm that. Um, so I'm I'm actually gonna finally sit down and watch Requiem for a Dream because I hear that is a lot of people's top five sort of tier film. So we'll see. I'm gonna buy this movie. On digital. Nah, wow. Okay. Yeah, I think I am. Sure. I'm going to buy it I, on I physical have, media. I <laughs> will have two movies on digital media. Can you guess what the other one is? Oh, God. Pitch Perfect? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. That's crazy. All right. So um, we just wanted to kind of break that movie down, try to get the word out for everyone to go see the film. For the love of God, please. What are you so giving out of 10? Oh, man. Um... I mean, I've, I've been I've been given Moon Knight 10s like they're just running out of style. So I feel like it's hard for me to give something a 10. But I'm, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Uh, this movie is a 10. It is. There's nothing wrong with it. It's so unique and so interesting. And I really want people to go see it. And my 10 is not as sacred as I know as Bernie's 10. I mean, I gave Winter Soldier a 10. Uh, um, Bernie, Bernie's 10 is not sacred anymore. My, it, is. <laughs> it is sacred. It's still yeah. very sacred. Yeah. No, this is a perfect film. There, I, I haven't seen anything like it in a decade. And when something comes along that is this good and gets this type of reaction and this type of thought, it's a 10. It's a and 10 I, movie. I feel they didn't even... Promote it until it came. Like I think people seeing it promoted it more than they promoted. Oh, absolutely, it. absolutely. Yeah, seeing the articles of how it's making the same amount of money every weekend, it's not like dropping at all. 
that's what made me want to go see it. It's like, man, this movie just keeps making money every weekend. It's insane. It's like, well, it has to be good if people are still going to see it. No, fucking, I'm bored. Let me go down. Let me go down to the theater and watch a movie. Uh, Bert, Dwayne, what do you give it? I'll go nine point five. That's, that's a good score. God damn, that might be the highest average score of any movie <laughs> in the history of three wow. bam. Wow. Okay, Bernie. Ten. Yep. I. It's I said 10. the perfect movie doesn't exist, but the, like I, I don't have any faults of this movie. I just, it was moving. It it moved me so much watching this movie, dying laughing, tearing yeah, up. Yeah, you go through all your emotions in this movie. It, it was wild, man. It was wild scene, like, and just like seamlessly, because one scene you're done, like literally like back to back scenes. You'd be laughing your ass off at the the rocks like chasing each other, or like <laughs> her like getting too close to her daughter as a rock, and her daughter's like, "Hey, get away from me!" You know, you know that guy. Kind of like, what am I watching? And then like the next scene is just like this heartbreaking thing, and it's just like it's wild. It's it's a wild movie. Everyone should go see it. I, ten. Yep. And see, Dwayne, just give anything... it a ten. Come on, give it a ten, nope. Dwayne. I'm not giving it a Come on, Dwayne. <laughs> if if anything, like you know, you can come in because I mean, if if I think Bernie's uh, uh, opinion on what's considered a ten has probably always been with him. He's like, nothing can be perfect, but he's learned through this podcast and through experiencing the uh, just different types of media and genres. And I think we've kind of helped. Um, just by him knowing us, he's kind of helped his superhero fandom just grow, right? I'm assuming so. Um, you are now experiencing what are you getting fucking credit for my yeah. growth. What the I'm hell are you experiencing? About? I'm giving. I'm taking credit for you what giving you Jen a perfect score. Yes, no. me. You get zero credit in that. I am the reason. For one, you're one, you're a fake Moon Knight fan. All right, you're a fake <laughs> fan. You still haven't read those three issues that I told you. No, to. I haven't. I haven't They're read not even full issues. Um, <laughs> no. I never gave anything a 10 because I didn't know what a 10 was until I saw Moon Knight. Now I know what a 10 is, so now I have a thing to compare. And that's what I'm saying is that's why all these... But you get no fucking credit of that. You get, it has nothing well, to do I with you. Get, I should get some credit. Or this podcast. Fuck this podcast. This podcast <laughs> has nothing to do with that. Yeah, a little bit. No, dude. Uh, I, but for real, everyone, go see the film. Please. Please watch it. Please. Just... Tell everyone you know about this movie to go see it. And I mean, I've. Well, I if you can get it on digital day. next week, why not? No, go to the theater. You, the, you got to support in the theater so um, studios are more willing to make stuff like this. Yeah, I agree. Is it still in the theater, though, if it's coming out? On oh, yeah. Show? Yeah. It's opening in more theaters and stuff like every week. Yeah. So. Like, I, I went to see it. There was only three of us in the theater. Uh, I think there was but, six or seven in mine, but it was a. I think it was a Sunday at like eleven thirty in the morning. It was yeah, a weird mine time. was the early show too, but. Uh, but it had also been out for like three or four weeks when yeah. I saw it. So. Yeah, if not longer, I don't remember when the movie came out. Well, I think. Top three should be easy this week. Why don't we give a, a 
updated uh, top three movies of all time. You already heard Ooh, mine. Oh, shit. Okay. Updated. When was the last time you did your top three on the show? It's been a while. No, but I haven't really thought about it. <laughs> it must not be that impactful if you don't have a top three movies. I mean, I don't think mine have changed. Pretty sure. Let me guess. Left. Let me guess. In no particular order. Back to the Future. Two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Dark Knight. Yep. Empire. Empire. Yeah. Got yeah. the Empire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's and, and and the order is Empire Strikes Back is number one. Um, Dude, how can uh, that be your favorite? Movie? Back. Back. To Empire the is my number one. It always has been. Oh, yeah. See, look at that, man. You fucking nerds. Back <laughs> to the Future Two is number two, and then uh, Dark Knight is number three. Even though I like the Batman more than the Dark Knight, I can't put it in my top. I can't put it in my top three because the dark Knight was such a, a moment for me in the theater, not like drive, but just the, the impact that film had on the, on the superhero genre. I just can't. You know, I, I think empires one. Yep. I'm going to go secondhand lion two. I don't know if you've ever seen that great movie. What the hell the is old, that? The old people that um, take care of Haley Joe Osment. Yeah. It's so, I love it. <laughs> I watch it all the time. Out of here. <laughs> Wait, you have Misha never included that in your and... top three. You have never included that in your top three. I know, but I, I do Fuck like that. Fuck you movie. for slandering my list, Dwayne. Second it's a great lines. movie. Fucking great actors in it. Jesus. It's one of the best. And then I'll go uh, probably this one. So. Oh, this wow. One in top this three. Top three. Holy shit. Wow. That's awesome. Well, 9.9. That's a really I'll high I'll definitely score. watch this again. Oh, yeah. I. I sat there. I was like, "Am I gonna go watch this again? <laughs> Should I call the wife and tell her I'm gonna be another two hours and just go to the next <laughs> showing this movie?" That's awesome. So, Bernie, is it officially number two now? Have you moved the Usual Suspects down a peg? Uh, no, Usual Suspects was tied with Mean Girls, Rami. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. I can't put one over the other because they're way too different. You know what I mean? That's fair. Like, how do you compare the usual suspects to Mean Girls on an even playing field? <laughs> it's impossible. Yeah. The fact so that the fact that you're they're on the same level is crazy. <laughs> Dude, Mean Girls. I just I I guess I'm just it's a <laughs> I was gonna say it's a generation thing, but Rami's only like five years older than me. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Different I times. love Mean Girls. That's a great film. Um, I mean, dude, I, it, it's an awesome movie. The reason it has staying powers because it's fantastic. Kind of like Super Bad. Never seen like, it. You haven't seen Mean Girls, really? No, nope. haven't seen Pitch Perfect. Uh, oh my god! Oh man, man. I think you'd Guess like what? Pitch Perfect. I, I think Chloe would like it too. Chloe probably Guess. has seen it. I have not. Guess what, Dwayne? <laughs> nope. Another podcast spinoff. Dwayne <laughs> no. hasn't seen. <laughs> Where I make Dwayne watch any movie I want him to. So then nope. that's then we I won't have go enough, beat by beat. I have enough podcasts. I don't need any more. Then we're just more, doing the more. we're just doing the movie gap. <laughs> now the movie gap's stored from us. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys as always for joining us on this emergency podcast. Um, 
Again, please follow us across the streams, media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, we appreciate all the support, all the questions, all the interactions we get. You know, kind of thank you to Fan Expo St. Louis. Thank you for allowing yeah, me to ab- cover your show. Loved absolutely. It. Can't wait to go back next year. Absolutely. Um, Fan Expo always puts on great shows. The one they do in Dallas is awesome. Um, and with that, uh, see you guys next time. Peace. Hey, damn you. If you like what you heard, check out CrossTheStreamsMedia.com to hear more episodes of this podcast and the other shows on the Cross the Streams Network. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your favorite shows. Visit CrossTheStreamsMedia.com for more information. See you next time. has been a Cross the Streams media podcast.